0: And welcome to the special episode of the Codna Castle podcast where I've got Ricky a. Brown back, the Codner Castle Heritage Trust Chairperson. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Hi Affairs, you're welcome.
0: That's okay. Um, so let's get this off to how did the Codner Castle Heritage Trust start?
1: Okay, well, it's a bit of a long story, um, but we started back in 2006 and uh, How we actually first started was our um, ex-chairman, Gavin Chamberlain. He wrote a little note and he put it in the Codna Post Office saying, if anybody's concerned about the future of Codner Castle, please get in touch. So me and my mum, who's also a trustee, Irene Oxley, uh, got in touch with Gavin And we had a meeting, and initially it it was about um, forming a pressure group um, to put pressure on the council to get the consolidation work done that was earmarked um, for for the castle. Uh, They'd done the uh, Jessops monument, it was struck by lightning, so so that was consolidated, but two years had actually gone by and nothing was being done to the castle, and we were very concerned about this. So um, initially that's how we started as a pressure group. Group, um, But then, when we started the pressure group, we called ourselves the Codner Castle Preservation Society, <laughs> and um, we called ourselves the Codnor Castle Preservation Society, and um, a lot of people uh, got in contact with us, um, and they were saying that it was never a medieval castle, it was a fortified Tudor manor house the original medieval castle had been completely dismantled and what we see above the ground now is is, is what's just been left from the Tudor times Mm. and there was a lot of rumours floating around about the castle and what it was and um, we knew um, that it was a medieval castle because we'd already done our our uh, historical research on it so it was then um, a case of trying to prove that it was a medieval castle. So in 2007 we invited Time Team to come along and do a archaeological dig to excavate the drawbridge pit, to establish the drawbridge and to see if we could get an accurate date of the original build from the drawbridge mechanism. And we were very, very lucky um, because Time Team got very, very excited. Uh, We did a geophys of the whole area, uh, which proved uh, from the results of the geophys that there was a lot underneath the ground to be excavated and discovered. So Time Team came along. uh, They spent five days here. They excavated the drawbridge pit, um, and it was very, very exciting because it proved that it was a medieval castle, and a lot of the stone above the ground was um, original early medieval. And um, and then we could surmise that the castle was built around 1190 to 1220. Um, So we could get some more accurate dates on it, uh, which tied in with the history of the de Grays that uh, once lived here. So it was a very exciting week. And it was within that week that they actually found the gold noble coin uh, that was minted at the time of Agincourt. We knew that Henry V had been at Codney Castle uh, gathering de Grey's retinue to go to Agincourt. So it was a very exciting find um, as well, because... You know you, you could we, we, we could surmise that Henry V himself brought the coin up um, yeah. because it had actually never been in circulation and had come straight from the mint yeah. um, so yes it was very it was a very very exciting week and then once time team had left, um, then we started formulating the um, the Codner Castle Heritage Trust, so it was around that time at the back end of sort of two thousand and seven beginning of two thousand and eight that we changed from the Codner Castle Preservation Society to um, the Codner Castle Heritage Trust. Um, But by that time, um, unfortunately, the site was owned by uh, UK Coal Mm -hmm. and they were interested in putting the site up for sale. So in terms of the work that that we could do on site at that time, um, it wasn't possible. So our hands were tied for at least it was probably about four years where we actually couldn't do anything on the site at all so Mm. we set about um going here there and everywhere with our gazebo promoting the castle raising funds um you know for our coffers and just promoting the castle letting know people where it was uh, what the history was about it and then after four years um We got a new landowner and we negotiated with a new landowner for custodianship of the site. And at that point, it was around 2012, Mm -hmm. um, as soon as we signed that tenancy at Will Agreement, the trust and all our volunteers set about clearing uh, the site because the castle was overgrown. It was covered in scrub, hawthorn, brambles, and the, the South Court really wasn't um, from the public's point of view in existence at yeah. all
0: You can see the photos of that though can't you on the Facebook page and the website
1: That's right yes we have just put photographs on the website and Facebook page of the grounds clearance that that, that, that we did and we undertook um, to actually get people onto the site to get our guided tours um, sorted out and to hold events up here and to actually get people up to the castle so they could have a look at it and, and learn about its, its history and offer a hub for the community to come and up into the countryside and um, and enjoy it yeah. so 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 that's kind of what we did, but it took us a good five years of very hard backbreaking work to clear out the south court and to clear the north court as well so we could get visitors up there
0: yeah, you mentioned time team.
1: Yes. And the Gold Noble. Yes, yes. Uh,
0: Where can people go to see the Gold Noble that was found at the castle?
1: It's a good question, Fez. Um, You can see the Gold Noble. It's um, on a permanent display at Derby Museum.
0: And you can buy replicas.
1: We do have replicas for sale. I have to say we have sold out at the moment, but uh, we have got some more on order and hopefully we'll be getting them within the next two or three weeks. Yes,
0: we've just done our Robin Hood day as well. Um, What is the connection between Robin Hood and Codnor Castle.
1: Okay, uh, there is a very strong connection uh, with Codner Castle and the tales and legends of Robin Hood. Um the de of uh, Codnor Castle were governors of Nottingham Castle, constables of Sherwood Forest for centuries, and those roles got passed down. In fact, we suspect that Codnor Castle was built uh, partly because of this reason to act as an administrative centre for Sherwood Forest. So um, what would happen in those days was if people were, um, had got into trouble, then they would be tried at, at Codnor Castle. In mm-hmm. fact, the Great Hall of the castle was also used as a court of law. So it would be up to the local barons, which were the de Grey's, um to try these people. And, and it was up to them whether they were outlawed, and often they were. Um, and we do have a tale of one particular outlaw. His name was Roger Godbird, and he was around in the reign of he- um, Edward I., and our very own Reynold de Grey, who was a descendant from John de Grey of Codney Castle, um, actually at that time was governor of Nottingham Castle and constable of Sherwood Forest. And he spent five years chasing Roger Godbird, who was in hiding in Sherwood Forest. Now, eventually, he did catch up with him. And Roger Godbert was brought to Nottingham Castle, bought before Reynold de Grey, Whereupon he was hung on the castle walls, and he could have been uh, martyrized a, 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 as an outcome of his um, execution um, and it 's very very possible in whilst he was in hiding in sherwood forest that 's a good five years for a good story about an outlaw to spread out yeah. into the regional community
0: yeah, so we, we might have had our own robin hood there we could have had our, our very line.
1: own robin hood here at codner castle absolutely and yes. nasty
0: sheriff as well
1: and yes our very own <laughs> de <Ranaldi laughs> gray who's the evil sheriff of nottingham we do believe
0: <laughs> um plans going forward then with the trust
1: plans going forward with the trust uh at a strange time uh for us as a trust at the moment um the site is going up for sale Um, and the planning application has gone in at the moment. We are, as a trust, intertwined with the planning application and we're hoping that uh, we will have a visitor center up here and we will be able to continue opening up the castle site for the public and uh, to come up and enjoy and we really hope that we can continue with our educational projects for the local schools and uh, colleges and universities as well because we feel that's very very important.
0: Yeah, would that be the farmhouse as well then would you turn the farmhouse into a visitor center? No, or it or won't it won't be, it, it won't be the,
1: the farmhouse no unfortunately that that's actually going up for sale. Uh, it it would be more than likely be the, the cart shed that sits on, on the South Court, or we could put in for another sort of ancillary building on the side. Yeah. It would be an agricultural building of some sort that we can use as a base.
0: Yep. And you wrote a poem. I did write a poem, yes. Oh, the Forgotten Castle. <laughs> That's right. Do you know it off by all? Uh, oh, you put me on the spot, <laughs>
1: first. now. I don't know if I know it off by heart, no. Okay. <laughs> I get you to read it again. Yes, I write I a lot of so. poetry. So, yeah. um, yes, I am a published poet as well um, for my sins. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, um, but it is in our guidebook. And if you'd like to read the poem, it's also on the website as well.
0: Yeah, and people can make donations on the website too if they want to help us out.
1: They can. Uh, they can make donations on the website. It's the shop. And, there's, and there's, we also have a trust shop as well, so we, we sell um, an eclectic mix of merchandise, um, tea towels, key rings, obviously the gold noble coin, and other little goodies as well, and it all helps to support the trust.
0: And our next open day is?
1: Our next open day is in June, 9th. And, June the 9th, <laughs> and uh, yes, it's always the second Sunday of the month, and we're open up all year round. Yep, and anything
0: else you would like to say?
1: To Um, our listeners? Yes, I would just like to say again, uh, thank you so much for all our volunteers, all our visitors and people that come along and have an input into what we're doing. We, we, we just can't thank you enough. It makes all the hard work that we do up here all worthwhile, especially when we see the visitors and they're enjoying the day, learning about the history, and the children are running around dressed in their medieval costumes. And it's, it's, it's humbling knowing that we, we're giving these children some very, very happy memories of a very, very important historic local monument. So get people over here. So come up yeah. and enjoy it. It's a great family day out.
0: There's uh, footpaths marked up on the marketplace, Market Marketplace, isn't there as well?
1: Yes, that's yes. right. We're, uh, there's uh, there's footpaths that, that are marked from Codna Market. It's free parking on Codna Marketplace and there is an information board on the marketplace as well with walking directions and a bit of information about the castle also. Okay, thank you very much. Thank, thank you me. very much, Fez. See you soon. Thank you.
0: Remember, our next Open Day is Sunday the 9th of June. I'll be there recording the next episode. Team Falchion will be there again showing their display and armoury skills. So take a walk over to the castle and come and enjoy the fun and frolics we have on our Open Days. Bring the kids, let them run round and enjoy the day. Have a great month and we look forward to seeing you on the 9th of June.